I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to run through the State of Origin teams from Game 1 and have a look at some potential changes uh, that I could see coming our way for Game 2. Obviously a pretty close game. Uh, Queensland, they were the better side, uh, in my opinion, because they took their opportunities. But I really didn't think New South Wales was that far off. But uh, losing in Sydney is a huge, huge L for the Blues. Very, very disappointing. Uh, But yeah, I'm not sure how many changes Freddie will make. I think you'll probably see two or three. For Queensland, uh, you've got Xavier Coates, uh, who is more than likely out. I think it's just about confirmed uh, that he will be out of game two. We heard Billy Slater say the other day that probably Murray Tuolungi or Hamiso would come in for him. And personally, I think he'll go Murray Tuolungi. So that's the only real change that I see for the Queensland Maroons heading into that game, unless uh, there are more injuries or suspensions over the next few weeks. But I doubt it. So Murray Tuolungi, he's probably the only change and a forced change uh, because of the injury to Xavier Coates. I think outside of that, the Queensland Maroons, they will run out 1-17. to They don't really have anyone returning. They don't really have anyone injured other than Christian Welsh, who will not be coming back for this series or this season regardless. So I see the Queenslanders running out 1-17 to with the only change being Murray Tuolungi coming in or maybe Hamiso. It's interesting because Murray Tuolungi's obviously got the combination already uh, with Valentine Holmes on the left edge, but Hamiso was the guy that was brought in last year and did a really good job. So could go either way. Personally, I think I'd be going for the North Queensland combination of the left edge up there that's been scintillating so far this year and... Bring in Murray Tuolungi. Now, if I look at the New South Wales Blues, I go through their side. Obviously, they lost the game, so more of these guys are in danger for me. James Tedesco, he is safe. Brian Toto, I think he's reasonably safe, as is Daniel Tupu. Now, Josh Adokar is the guy that missed out on selection. I know a lot of people calling for him to come back in, but personally... 
I don't really think Brian Toto and Daniel Tupu did much wrong. I know a lot of people are trying to blame Daniel Tupu uh, for the Valentine Holmes try, but the reality is once KP got on the outside of Payne Haas, it was a three-on-two. There really isn't all that much you can do. Um, they had a bit of an overlap the set before that, or a few sets before that, um, and he came up with a good play there to stop a try. Unfortunately, DCE walked over off the scrum, but a three-on-two in that moment sort of got caught in no man's land, Daniel Tupu, but it was a three-on-two once Payne Haas was caught out of position there because the Queensland Maroons managed to get Stephen Crichton into first marker. So I don't really hold that one against Daniel Tupu. Uh, if Josh Adokar comes in for one of those two, uh, I don't mind it. I know a lot of people saying that we really could have done with Josh Adokar's speed. Um, yeah, he's faster than Daniel Tupu. He's faster than Brian Tupu. I understand that. But I don't feel like there was ever a point in that game where a lack of speed really cost us. There was the argument that, you know, they could have swooped up a loose ball or whatever. I, I feel like that's a bit of a rogue uh, way to look at it, to be honest with you. Uh, we also could have kicked in the air and, you know, Daniel Tupu could have got higher than him. So, uh, you know, th- there's a few ways to look at it. But personally, I think Brian Tyo and I think Daniel Tupu will hold on to their jerseys heading into game two. The centres are interesting. Now, Jack Whiten, I thought he was the best player on the field in blue the other night. I thought he was sensational. I think he has to stay in this team somewhere. Tony Staggs, he went off in the 52nd minute with a shoulder injury. We're hearing that it was just a cork originally, but it was a bit strange for him to leave the field with a cork. The Brisbane Broncos have now sent him for scans on that cork. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what comes back there. There's also the world where Katoni uh, could potentially go and play for Tonga uh, instead of playing Origin 2, same as Daniel Tupu. So we'll have to monitor that situation. If that happens, obviously you will have Josh Adokar who will come straight back into the side, in my opinion, unless he goes for a Sawali, but surely you go at Okar. And then you've got Katoni Staggs, who he could potentially fall out of this side. Um, he could also potentially fall out of it because he wants to go and play for Tonga. He could fall out of it altogether. But for me, Jack White has to stay in the team. Does he stay at left centre? I'm not sure. If Latrell Mitchell is available, I think he walks straight into this side. I think it was pretty evident, regardless of what you think of Latrell and what you think of his character and whatnot, uh, which I think is unfair. But anyway, uh, I think you need to have him in this side. I just think he's got a bit of X factor that we could really do with. A guy that we can just throw the ball to and he can create something out of nothing. Once again, you might not like Latrell but he is a big game player. He has always delivered on the biggest stages, and I think I would pick him in every Origin team that I possibly could if he was available. So hopefully he is available for game two, and we can pick him there. If we do, he plays left center. What does that mean for Jack Whiten? Personally, I think he goes back to the 14 role, which will probably knock Stephen Crichton out, but we'll talk about him soon. If they do keep Staggs, uh, he'll play on the right edge. If not, they need someone to replace Katoni Staggs. This is where you could go with Stephen Crichton out there, uh, you could move Jack White to the other side. I'd be a little bit hesitant to do that. You could play Campbell Graham there as well. Or you could potentially move Latrell to the right. But personally, I, I think he's the best left center in the world. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, so I would play him there. So interesting to see what Freddie does there. It all depends on the fitness and the availability of Katoni Staggs, in my opinion. Uh, get to the halves, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary. Both uh, will not lose their spot. They will be there 100% and deservingly so. We get into the forward pack. 
Payne Haas and Regan Campbell-Gillard, they started up front. I think both will hold on to their jerseys, especially Payne Haas. I thought in his 58 minutes he was great, and I think that Freddie might have been up that to 65, 70 minutes or so, potentially. Um, so, yeah, I think he holds on. I think Regan Campbell-Gillard holds on as well. The back row, Cam Murray, he picks himself. He will stay there, and I'm assuming uh, he will probably start in game two. I don't think he will come from the pine. Tariq Sims played 57 minutes. Wasn't his greatest game. Couple of errors. Couple of good runs, uh, but also a couple of really poor missed tackles. The one on DC off the scrum. He just overcooked that one and was wrong-footed. Should have had help inside him from Junior Bolo, which we'll talk about him soon. Uh, But Tariq Sims, he missed that one. He was lucky to get away with a missed tackle on DCE earlier in the game. Did run a great line um, for the... Who scored that try? I think it was Jack White in the first one. He ran a good line there, but... I think Tariq Sims might fall out of this team. I would be making a change there. I would either be bringing in Angus Crichton or Tyson Frizzell. Personally, I'd bring in Angus, but Tyson Frizzell is in the extended side, so you would have to assume that he probably comes in. Isaiah Yo at 13, he will remain there. I think he has to play 80 minutes next week. We were lucky to get two minutes out of him, though. I think we were very lucky to keep him on the field. I think he should have gone off for a HIA, and we probably shouldn't have seen him again. But he played 53 minutes, and when he was off the field, uh, it was utter carnage. We looked awful. So I think Isaiah Yo, he stays there for very big minutes. I think Tariq Sims is the guy that falls out of that back row. We get to the bench, and we'll start with the forwards first. Liam Martin, he obviously started in that game, played the full 80 minutes. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he retains that spot. I know that Liam Martin, I think he ran for 30 metres off seven runs, and I know a lot of people are bagging him about that, but if you actually watch where Liam Martin got the ball and the moments that he got the ball, it was very tough, a tough situation uh, to go and make, you know, many metres there. Seven runs to 30 metres is not good. Do not get me wrong. Uh, what is it, about four metres per carry? Uh, but he really didn't have all that many opportunities. The one that he did, uh, he did drop that ball when he was in a bit of space very early. Uh, But defensively, I thought Liam Martin was fantastic. Put on a couple of good shots, made 51 odd tackles. So, interesting to see if he goes back to the bench. I think he probably will. I think Cam Murray has to play 80 minutes out on that edge. And I think Cam Murray, with a bit more fitness under his belt, he probably will. Uh, Junior Borlo, this one's going to be interesting. Now, uh, that was probably the worst game I've seen him play this year, to be honest with you. Uh, I know he's saying that he got held off the scrum there. I don't know. Maybe he did. Didn't look like he was fighting too hard uh, in that moment for me. I think he had a bit of, bit, bit of a brain fade, to be honest with you, and he's a little bit embarrassed now about how it played out, and I think he's reaching for the grab call there. But uh, maybe I'm wrong. I just, I, I just, it, it didn't look great to me, to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of his ball playing too, I think he just went too laterally, tried to be a little bit too pretty, which when he does this for Parramatta, they suffer. But when Junior Paulo goes straight and direct, he's one of the most damaging front rowers in rugby league, and it's... It, you know, his ball playing is good and we love it, but you've really got to pick your moments because as great as it is, it can be your biggest Achilles heel at the exact same time, and it was for the New South Wales Blues the other night. A couple of balls that went to ground, uh, a couple of mistimed passes. There was obviously the, the obstruction too. I'm not going to go too heavy on that uh, because obviously that's just instincts that kick in and you're going 100 miles an hour. So much is happening. It happens so fast. I'm not going to hold that against him, but there was other moments that were disappointing, and it'll be interesting to see what Freddie does there Personally, I would be sitting down with Junior and I'd be watching the tape from the other night and I'd be showing him how different the game looked when Isaiah Yo was off the field. I know he's a good front rower. I know he can go forward. I know he's not he's, he's not a pretty guy that tries to avoid contact with ball playing. So personally, 
I think Freddie can turn Junior around for the next game and, and play him with a bit more of a direct game plan, and I think they can get more out of him there. The other man that was on the bench was Ryan Madison. Now, Maddo played 36 minutes. Uh, impact wasn't huge. Uh, 10 runs for 77 metres. Personally, I thought Maddo uh, struggled with the pace of the game, which you can understand coming into his very first origin game. I uh, had one tackle break. I don't think he had any offloads, which is very unlike Maddo. Uh, I think he was probably told to wrap the ball up, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, I just think the, the pace of the game s- sort of caught Maddo off guard. Played 30 minutes, made 26 tackles. Was still good. Only one missed tackle. He was solid Madison, but he probably didn't have the impact that we anticipated that he would, but he was a debutante coming into a game where, uh, especially in when, when, when he came on, it was sort of a bit of a weird moment because Isaiah Yo went off the field and New South Wales sort of went off the rails a little bit on the back foot, uh, but I think he'll be better for the run. I don't know if he holds on to his spot either. It will be interesting. So the guys that I'm most worried about here. Katoni Staggs, I'm worried about him holding onto his spot. I know that Latrell Mitchell will... Well, I'm confident Latrell Mitchell will come in. They have to find a spot for him. Tariq Sims, Martin, and Madison, I'm worried about in the back row. I think probably two of those will lose their jersey. I'm not sure which two. I'm confident Tariq Sims will be one of them. Then I think either Liam Martin or Madison will lose their jersey as well, and you'll see a more experienced head like Tyson Brazell come in or maybe an Angus Crichton. And then Stephen Crichton's the last guy we didn't mention in jersey 14. I think he will go one way or another, I think he will go. Uh, I think that they might go for a Nico Hines at 14 in the next game, or if they bring back Latrell Mitchell early, he will play left center, which means that Jack Whiten will revert back to Jersey 14. The only way I can see Stephen Crichton holding his spot in this side is if Katoni Staggs doesn't play and they choose to play Stephen Crichton on the right side uh, alongside Brian Toto, which they quite possibly might do. So for me, if they bring back Latrell, I think that means that Stephen Crichton either plays right center or he's out of the team altogether. There is also a world where they play Jack Whiten at right or they play Latrell at right, Jack at left. There's a world where Jack and Latrell are the centers, whichever side they want to play them on, which means that Stephen Crichton could potentially keep his 14 jersey, but I think Freddie will probably head in the direction of a Nico Hines. I don't think Stephen Crichton was a train wreck. I thought when I was out there live, he was pretty poor, but when I watched it back, I mean... He gave away that penalty on uh, Cam Munster. He then had the ball stripped by Munster. And yeah, you know, ball security has to he has to take care of that ball. Uh, but I thought the penalty, I mean, mate, Cam Munster was tearing New South Wales to pieces. He was doing whatever the fuck he wanted. I was kind of glad to see someone get up in his face and whack him. It did go wrong, and I understand that. But fuck, I was so sick of watching Munster dance around. I was glad that Stephen Crichton came on and... He tried to have an impact on that game by putting on a big shot there. Went wrong. Do not get me wrong. I understand that. But I do like that he came on. He tried to have impact. A lot of people sort of got stuck into him uh, on the Val Holmes try that he was out of position. He was caught at marker. I mean, he had to make a tackle. It is what it is. You've just got to put that down to great ball playing and great vision by KP to identify he was in the mark. He was in the marker spot, and Payne Haas was out of position defending at the A defender down the short side. So, look, it wasn't a great game by Stephen Crichton. A couple of errors and whatnot. That penalty. Uh, but I, I, I don't know if he's done enough to get dropped. Uh, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if he does hold a spot, but I think it will be at right centre, and if he's not at right centre, personally I would be debuting at Nico Hines in the 14 jersey so I think you could see Nico Hines come into this side, I think you could see Tyson Brazil come into this side, maybe you could see a different front rower come in, but I think he'll probably stick with his middles, uh, and maybe an Angus Crichton could come in as well for Queensland, as we said at the start, I think Murray Tuolungi comes into this side the only other one 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That there's a bit of a question mark over is Damien Cook. Now, he came up with a couple of poor decisions throughout this game. He's sort of got a bit of a problem at the moment, Cookie, where he becomes a deer in headlights. He's so well known for his running game, but for me, he hesitates too much. I would just love to see Damien Cook, whenever he gets the ball off second phase footy or whatever it is, just go straight. I feel like Cookie, he only runs if he can see a space that he thinks he can get through. For me, with his leg speed and just how strong he is, if he just takes the line on, he will win most play the balls. You watch what Harry Grant does for the Queensland Maroons to the Melbourne Storm. As soon as he sniffs any half opportunity, he just goes. He doesn't really worry about where he's going or if there's space there. He just knows that it's on. He's got that ruck recognition. He can sense it and he goes. And what happens is even if Harry Grant doesn't make a break, he'll make a quick 10 metres. He'll get a quick play the ball. He'll tend to win the tackle because he's a smaller body that's very strong, similar to Damian Cook. And then what you see, Queensland, all of a sudden DCE, Munster, KP, they flood the middle. You see it at the Melbourne Storm, Brandon Smith, Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes, Ryan Pappenhausen. They all just flood the middle and they just start playing front foot, front foot footy. For me, Damien Cook, he gets an offload and he stands there for a second and a half looking around, looking to see who's around him. He's just got to go. He just has to go 100%. There was one moment in that game where he got the ball in last tackle and he didn't fuck around. He just sprinted and he tore them up. He cut them to pieces. Then it was last tackle, so he tried to put a kick in instead of just backing himself and he almost missed his foot and handed the ball over. There was also the moment there where Damian Cook, he went down the short side. It was not on. No one was calling for it. He threw a long cutout ball back to Nathan Cleary. It bounced and Cam Munster came up with the ball. So a couple of disappointing moments from Cook, but I also thought he defended really well. No missed tackles, 54 tackles that he made. He also threw a cracking pass. A sensational pass for Nathan Cleary uh, that set up the Jack White in the first drive. If you're a young dummy half out there or, you know, your son or, or whatever is a dummy half, go and watch that pass and just watch the impact that it has on the defensive line. It's a bit of a tunnel ball. It goes behind Regan Campbell-Gillard and in front of another forward. I can't remember who it was, but it hits Nathan Cleary out in front. And what it does, the pass puts him outside Felice Cafusi. You watch what that pass does to Felice Cafusi. It's crazy because he's the, the the three defender. He's three, three wide, the C defender. And as soon as Nathan Cleary gets it, you can see as the ball's in the air, he's already beaten Felice Cafusi. It was a really crazy pass, worth watching, worth going back and having a look at. I listened to it back live on KO, uh, and the commentator didn't talk about it Apparently, one of my followers messaged me earlier today and said that Joey Johns made a big deal out of it, which is very good to hear. Uh, but yeah, that pass was a cracker from Damien Cook. But outside of that, um, in attack, there were a few worries. And some of his passes to Nathan Cleary, considering the pressure he was under, I don't think they were fantastic either. And I think Cookie also probably needs to help Nathan Cleary communicating to his front rowers to make sure he's got more blockers in the way on last tackle to assist him with getting a kick away. So you could go with an Appy Curacao there. Obviously, you've got the entire Penrith spine outside of Appy and Dylan Edwards in this team, but you, you wouldn't possibly move Teddy. Maybe they start to look at Appy. Appy's another guy 
that I think potentially they could look at as a 14. And whilst Damian Cook is an 80-minute hooker, so is Ben Hunt and Harry Grant, but you saw the impact that it had with those two coming on and off really fresh. Put an appy out there. It could be anything, especially the way that he links up with these Penrith halves. So I'm sure there will be a couple of changes for the New South Wales Blues. We know there's going to be one for Queensland. We assume that will be the sole um, movement by Billy Slater there, unless there are injuries or suspension. But interesting to see what happens with the New South Wales Blues. I think Tariq Sims will definitely drop out. I also think Stephen Crichton will drop out. And then I think you might see one of Matto or Liam Martin drop out as well. It's going to be an interesting few weeks. Injury, suspension, a lot to go on over the next few weeks. And we're waiting to hear the news on Katoni Staggs, how his shoulder is travelling, because that'll probably go a long way to deciding all of these factors.